can't tell if I'm a bigger fan of turkey or cheese. I wonder which one would be better if only someone was eating it. Oh uh, my welcome god. To respawn. What? Uh, I am. I'm eating it. We got you. Uh, welcome to Respawn Aim Fire, a kick-ass reverend gaming podcast from Raffle Video. It's one of your hosts, Adam. He prefers cheese over meats, Gumbert. And today I've got two guests with me. First up, we have Chad <laughs> eating protein pack, Michael Lennis. <laughs> What's up, everybody? And we also have Alex, give yourself a middle name, Cozina. Hey, what up, man? You know, I've thought long and hard over the course of the past 10 seconds or so about whether I prefer cheese over turkey or vice versa. I feel like a version of myself a year ago would have immediately said, oh, turkey, of course. But, you know, I got to be honest, I've had a lot of dry turkeys over the course of my life. I feel like it takes real hard work and effort to make a good, juicy, savory turkey. By comparison, I feel like I've only been exposed to more and more fantastic cheeses as of recent. In fact... I actually, and this is going to stun the two of you, perhaps in ways good, perhaps in ways bad, uh, have recently been exposed to the pleasures of just enjoying plain <laughs> raw slabs uh, of cheddar cheese that haven't been no. melted onto pizza that are just cut up and included inside your lunchbox for lunch. That's uh, so the I worst think, thing. Really? <laughs> you hate it? I think I will die on the soapbox. Cheddar cheese is the most overrated cheese on the planet. And how not, it became I, America's de facto cheese is beyond. Well, I guess that's Canadian. So. No, America <laughs> I mean, is record. all about like, you want cheese on your burger? You want cheese on your fries? You want cheese on your sandwich? It's always cheddar cheese. You got your choice of cheddar, sometimes cheddar or American. For the record, I wasn't saying that cheddar is the best of the cheeses. I think if you're looking for a good cheese, you can do better with like a nice provolone or a mozzarella. Um, I'm just saying slabs of cheddar cheese better than you would expect and so i would say overall cheddar and cheese is better than turkey and i am in the other corner of this boxing ring saying don't listen to him everybody have a mind of your own don't let the american way spoil your cheese choice steer clear of cheddar cheese and get yourself some white cheddar get yourself some manchego get yourself some munster here's the thing take two pieces of bread Slap some slices of Kraft American Singles, because legally we can't call it cheese, right in the middle. Yep, Fry that bitch true. up. It's the best thing you'll have all day. Here's the thing. I'm in Alex's corner. I'm his uh, his manager, and I'm rubbing his shoulders in this boxing ring, because, again, like you said, Cheddar's isn't his favorite, but turkey gets messed up all the time. Turkeys, I hate eating turkey, because it's always so bad. Uh, so yeah, I would rather eat cubes of cheddar, even cubes of cheddar cheese over turkey any day, because I know what cheddar cheese is going to be compared to turkey is going to be trash. Here's here's the twist. Same. You already lost. Same. Oh, okay. Well, there you go. <laughs> if I had to choose between turkey and cheddar cheese, cheddar cheese all the way. Turkey's a piece of shit. Yeah. But I buy this particular set of empty now power protein packs because it has dark chocolate nut clusters in it, mm, and yeah, I am big fan of those dark chocolate nut clusters. So I eat those, guys, and I eat the rest of the trash so that I can have the dessert. Guys, I don't know whether or not I want to be a show regular anymore. I gotta be honest. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, it's in your contract. Uh, you catch oh, us no. live. <laughs> yeah, it's in there. Uh, Twitch.tv slash at Sunday evenings at 8.30 or whenever we do it. Uh, YouTube and podcast services Tuesdays at 9 a.m. Eastern. Today, beside cheese and turkey talk, uh, we have news on <laughs> GTA 6. Ubisoft takes to the high seas, not the orange drink. And EA or EA, E3 is coming back. Question mark. They're they're real 
they're pushing it. Uh, but first up on our main quest, can somebody give me some hype? I'm sure there's hype people out there to be excited that got to wear Ragnarok. It's coming this year. Punch the air. Silent as as hype. Punching the sky to the lords above, <laughs> cheering for God of War Ragnarok. Punching Zeus right in the dick. Uh, this comes from Tom <laughs> Ivan at VGC. Uh, Sony Interactive Entertainment has announced that God of War Ragnarok is coming out November 9th, 2022, to Adam's surprise. And I'll, you know, we'll see when we get there. But this guys, looks like my mom news. is going to be so excited. This is the day before her birthday. <laughs> She's so hyped. She's going to be pumped to play this. I can't wait. <laughs> uh, it also released a new CJ tra uh, CG trailer for the game, showing off multiple editions of the PS4 and PS5 title. Uh, quote now, join Kratos and Atreus on a mythic journey for answers before the prophesized battle that will end the world. Um, all the while, the eyes of Asgard watch their every move. Uh, the news was accompanied by a short new CG trailer titled Father and Son, which shows off Kratos and Atreus fighting off multiple threats, uh, including an incredibly enormous wolf. Uh, and incidentally, the wolf might be Fenrir, who in Norse mythology is the son of Loki. Just remember that. You hmm. mythology Which, nuts. of course, uh, if you haven't played the first game, has nothing to do with this game. No, it's just Norse mythology. You know, right, big yeah. wolf. He's right. nothing at all. Nothing he at showed all. up in... Loki's not in this game. What are you yeah. talking about? Or the God of War. Uh, players who purchase any edition of the game before launch will receive the Kratos Risen Snow Armor and the Atreus Risen Snow Tunic digital bonuses. All right. So, before we go over the special editions, trailer came out, the announcement. They just were like, hey, one morning, here's a tweet. The game's out or coming out. Uh, Alex, we'll start with you. How do you, what's going on in your brain? I mean, I'm pretty excited. Uh, I had a lot of fun with God of War 2018. Uh, least favorite aspect of that game is that it was perhaps a little bit overly long as i find it's the case with a lot of sony's first party output uh, nowadays but i still thoroughly enjoyed it uh yeah didn't even play that one but yeah i could kind of smell that from a mile away um but i'm nevertheless all in on seeing where you know kratos and atreus's journey continues into i'm i'm really interested in seeing what the kind of like meat of this experience consists of because yeah, they uh, stated in the kind of press release that came out with this new trailer and announcement, join Kratos and Atreus on a mythic journey for answers uh, before the prophesized battle that will end the world. I was more of the impression that this game was going to be more akin to something like Mass Effect 3, for example, where in Mass Effect 3, the Reapers have over overtaken Earth and you have to kind of curry the favor of a bunch of the alien races uh, in the galaxy so that you can kind of retake Earth. So Act 1 is you go to the Krogan planet and you help them out and they come on your side. Act 2 is you go to the Quarians planet, you get the Quarians and the Geth on your side. I thought this game was going to be you go to the location where the Aesir reside, which are like the other pantheon of gods independent from Odin and his kin, and you were going to be like, hey, you guys should join up with us in the final battle. It seems like this is going to be more of kind of like a solitary journey akin to what the first game was, which is not really, again, what I was expecting, but I, I still have faith that whatever they're Whatever they have in store is going to be pretty good. Chad? I am like a little girl who just got her favorite toy on Christmas. Uh, 2018 God of War. There it is on the camera. Ah, there it is. Favorite game there of all is. time. Mm -hmm. Not the best game. That's reserved for Last of Us Part Two, But it is my favorite game of all time. Um, one of my favorite things about God of War 2018 is the way that like the game is not about 
fighting these gods. It's about, you know, just delivering mom's ashes to her resting place. And these gods tend to get in the way. But they are foreshadowing the entire game. Like, you think you're going to run into Thor. You think you're going to fight Thor. And you end up, the very, very end of the game in the secret ending, Thor shows up. And they're like, oh, fuck, that's game two. And then also the whole time you have Odin's ravens that are just kind of around watching you from hidden little secret spots. And you can go and you can kill them and stuff like that. But the tease, the sentence where it's like, all the while, the eyes of Adgar's watch, Asgard watch their every move. It's just like, Thor's the big person that we're focused on. But what's going on in the background? What's Odin up to that we're going to get into? I'm so freaking stoked for this game, Adam. And mm -hmm. the collector's edition that they unboxed was not we'll a fan of the unboxing video, but oh yeah, man! Oh, well, since we, you're already bringing it up, we're gonna get talk about that uh, collector's again. Me, I'm excited. I like the first game. Uh, I feel like this is the only real competition for uh, game of the year stuff. Maybe we'll talk about that in a second. Uh, but I hope it's good, and uh, I hope it's not too long. I'm with Alex on that because I know you love Last of Us Part Two, Chad, but. Well, that is the a, number one complaint I hear is like, this should, this should be half long as long game. as it is. Yeah, when you think uh, you're at the very end of the game, you realize you're only halfway through and you're like, what? I'm playing the whole... Yeah. it's. But I, I think it'll be good. I, I trust him. It'll at least be fun because I love the combat. Um, So, talking about special editions and such, they're, they're on it. They're on... They said they're going to do it and they're doing it. Players who purchase standard edition of God of War for PS4 will need to upgrade the PS5 version for $10. They said... Horizon, you got lucky. We're not doing it anymore. Yep. So just a heads up. But cool. there are special editions, like you you mentioned. Um, and I'm looking at them now, and it's basically, I mean, so there's a collector's edition and then a Jotner edition, which I'm sure will be $500. But I, I don't know, Chad, you're excited. There's like a hammers and dice and <laughs> all the, kinds of shit in here. Yeah, my biggest, my biggest thing right now is that they revealed two collector's editions. Both of them come with a hammer, like a replica of Thor's hammer. Um, both of them come with different sets of dice. One of them is like a dwarven set. One of them is like actually like a blue, I think, Brock, I think is his name, his set. Mm -hmm. um, and then the more expensive one also comes with like pins. Both of them come with like little statuettes. But it comes with pins and uh, a vinyl record of the soundtrack. But uh, no price. Pre-order date this Friday. Like, hey, if you're interested... <laughs> Get ready this Friday to pre-order it. We're not going to tell you how much of your life you have to throw away in order to get it. But <laughs> So I hope that that sometime this week is revealed so that people aren't surprised on Friday morning thinking they're going to get it and then realizing it's, like you mentioned, several hundred dollars more than they thought it was going to be. Um, so I I'm pumped. I think I'm going to get the lower of the two collector's editions just for that Mjolnir. And I don't play D&D yet. But those dice look mighty fine. So I'll definitely, I'll definitely take those dice for a roll. Pun intended. Gonna roll the dice. Yeah. Oh, I like yeah. that. Uh, Alex, do you care about collectors at all, or this collector's edition? No, and no. I've had I've indulged in some collectors editions here and there in the past. I just find that I don't tend to use a lot of the thingamabobs and doodads. They come with enough to really kind of justify the extra added cost. I'm I'm trying to kind of rack my brain for the last like few collectors editions I purchased where I really use the things that they came with. There was a collector's edition. Ooh, that's a nice little statuette. Nice thing from Bioshock Infinite. Um, there was a collector's edition for Persona Q, the, the 3DS Persona spinoff game that came with an inflatable teddy. Um, Ooh, I like, like that. Actually, 
it might have been i think it might have actually been the collector's edition for persona 4 dancing all night either way it was one of the persona 4 spin-off games uh, and I remember being really happy with that inflatable Teddy. I remember blowing him the heck up and displaying him somewhere in my room and then quickly discovered that there was a leak uh, that I could not determine the source of on it. And every time I would try and blow him up, he would just slowly and sadly deflate over time. Aww. So, yeah, I, I typically don't indulge in those sorts of things for that reason. But, hey, for those out there that want him, have at him. Yeah, you guys have fun. The so I had the songbird from Bioshock Infinite, which you noticed. I don't. I didn't buy a lot of them either. When I did work at GameStop, there's a thing called uh, getting pennied out when they would get rid of inventory. And let me tell mm. you, you just hide a collector's edition in the back for a couple months, penny that bad boy out. Oh, look at this cool statue I got for a penny. It's you want to see? You want to see something uh, I got for a penny? What do you? Okay, that's shoutish. <laughs> okay, these these shorts they were a penny at Old Navy. They got pennied out. Oh, the shorts. <laughs> yeah. Oh, okay. I wasn't just Thought rubbing my butt, you nasty. I didn't know what you were doing. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, no, November 9th should be fun. But speaking of this video game, which could possibly be in the game of the year contention, what's that time, Chad? It's time for a segment from Adam. A segment from Adam. If your name is Adam, you require a segment. That's you. Thank you very much. You're welcome. So what I've I've gathered you here today, dearly beloved, <laughs> and I have ideas for what I'm gonna do for game of the year for Raph at the end of the year. Like I got a whole big idea. I still want to do our thing in January where we have our own list or whatever. Right. But I've got big ideas. And this is like a test bed, a light version. You know, this is like the warm-up race before Dale Earnhardt gets on the on the main track. <laughs> oh, uh, I think our and, next I think our next wallpaper is gonna be Dale Earnhardt themed. <laughs> To learn hard thing. So you guys know <laughs> yes. it, but I've asked you guys. We're gonna do. It's been six months of the year. Mm -hmm. We're literally at the halfway point of the year, basically. So if we can come down to a consensus game of the year list for overall game of the year, and then indie as well. And I also hint hint got a viewers' choice award. Whoa! What? Yeah. Very cool. Actually, we'll start with viewers' choice. I'll let you guys think about it because okay. I didn't give you too much heads up a I'm, little I'm bit. I'm currently so. scrolling through a list of games released this year, so thank right, you. Again, for the, if you the click time. on that link, maybe it's the top twenty rated games on uh, Metacritic. If that means that can help you. Um, so, the listeners' choice tied for third place, and I guess it was voted on by all the listeners on responding fire, at responding fire on Twitter. Um, Neon White, Destiny Two DLC, Rogue Legacy Two. Kirby, and then Alex, I'm gonna need you to explain this one. What what was that Final Fantasy gift that you put up? Is that the Kill Chaos video game? Stranger of Paradise Final Fantasy Origin. Yeah. I, since you're here, first of all, those all tied for third place. Um why what's your what's your thing with this game? Because I never people are real, they're like, it's crazy wild, but it's not good, but it's awesome. I was like, I don't what's the deal? So I want to preface this by saying, unfortunately, I did not beat this game. Uh, I did play quite a bit of it, though. I do like this is one of those games I genuinely will get to the end of before the year closes out. Um, what I played of the game, it, it just it's it, it's a Soulsborne game on rails in a good way where it's very much like, hey, 
do you guys like making all sorts of weird elaborate bills and bloodborne or dark souls do you kind of wish that the process of getting to these weird and elaborate bills was a lot faster well hey here you go this game allows you to uh, automatically equip a really kind of intricately detailed uh archer build or a samurai build or like a chivalrous uh knight build uh, kind of at the drop of a hat and kind of just play around and experiment and do all the stuff that like the typical games of this genre would kind of force you to grind out hours and hours and hours to kind of get to. I don't think that it has the <laughs> same kind of depth of storytelling or world building as any of those games. And I don't know that the level design is quite on the same level, but it certainly is unique in that regard. And I don't know if it'll win any awards of note when it comes to game of the year award time, but it's, it's definitely worthy of mention all right very cool that's what the listener choice awards are about uh and then number two was tmnt shredder's revenge Ooh. got a couple votes from people all right and then number one the surprise of nobody was elden ring right so listener choice is elden ring then tmnt and then that list of five things that i just said uh, so as far as us, I guess you guys want to start with overall game of the year. Or do you want to do indie? I think indie first probably makes more sense because sure. maybe mm. there's overlap. Uh, so what are some of your guys' favorite indie games of the year? I have mine listed in order. I have four names on here. Um, what about you guys have anything? Do you want me to start or what do you want to do? I'll start with, uh, I have an honorable mention and I have, uh, <laughs> well, an honorable mention I haven't played yet, but, and then a, uh, a game that I think is my so far indie game of the year. Uh, honorable mention of one that I think is going to do very well is Cuphead Delicious Last Course, which is weird because it's technically a DLC that they've been working on for like 17 years. And it's just mm -hmm. getting released. Um, but I think that's going to be really good. I can't wait to play it on my Switch. And then my indie game of the year so far, mine personally, even though I haven't beat it, is Tunic, which was, Didn't you know, it's... Yeah. That Legend of Zelda top-down dungeon crawler, so good, beautiful, cute art style. Um, enjoyed that a ton so far. Oh, that's still on my list. I needed to play it, but it definitely looks like a good time. Alex, do you have anything for indies you want to? I out? am all in on Tunic's boat as well. I had a fantastic time with that game. I feel like that game could have very easily been a poster child for why you shouldn't insert Soulsborne elements into every single indie game under the sun. But I really feel like the Soulsborne elements of that game really enhance that experience. And the process of just figuring out the mysteries of the world and flipping through the in-game manual in that game and realizing, oh shit, I have access to this completely previously unknown mechanic that I learned about just by closely reading what this manual had to say. That was just so, so satisfying. Um... I also want to give a shout out to a game that I believe we've talked about amongst ourselves in the past as well. Uh, that game being Citizen Sleeper. Um, that game was just a fantastic uh, little visual novel of an experience. Um, I went into that game kind of with no real kind of expectations, and I found just a really, at times, heartwarming, at times, kind of harrowing uh, visual novel uh, tabletop RPG about being an android in a Blade Runner-like universe. And I hope that people kind of recognize it when it comes to Game of the Year award time because it doesn't it doesn't seem like that game got quite the same pop as something like Tunic, for example. Uh, and finally, I do also want to give a, a quick shout-out to the Cow-G 
uh, which is an indie game that came out uh, on March 25th, where literally all you do is you hold down the X button on your PS5 uh, and you milk a cow uh, and you get <laughs> trophies for doing so. I, I don't know. Obviously, the cow G shouldn't receive any recognition, but I do want to shout it out. Okay, hold on. So it, it's basically my name is Mayo, except instead of tapping it, all you have to do is hold it? Yep. It was my, like, uh, 217th oh, platinum trophy. That's the best thing I've ever heard. How long does it take to get the platinum? So, like, uh, according to psnprofiles.com, I got it in two hours and seven minutes, but that's because I would keep getting up and doing chores and tasks. You can get it in, like, five minutes. Okay. Okay. That's great. <laughs> I'm so stupid. I love it. <laughs> uh, so, I actually have a numbered list because, again, I had a heads up and time to do it. Uh, and again, the whole point is deliberation and coming to a consensus. Number one for me was TMNT Shredder's Revenge, without a doubt. Uh, not super, super long, but I was, I don't think I've had more fun playing a video game this entire year than when I was playing TMNT. Um, that's all I wanted to do. And again, it only took me two nights to beat it, but I was like, oh man, I, I love this. This is fantastic. And I, I don't think I've had more fun with a thing. Uh, next was Weird West. Because it's Devolver Digital game and it's about cowboys, and I'm all about both of those things. Um, I think it's great. I think it's on Game Pass. Um, in case you have PC or an Xbox, everyone should check that out. Uh, Rogue Legacy Two was number three for me. Very, very good video game. I think more people are going to be talking about that by the end of the year. Um, again, it's just Rogue Legacy, but way better and with more budget. It feels like. And then number four on my list was Citizen Sleeper because I really enjoyed that game. It came out of nowhere. I was all about the vibe and everything to do with it. So if we had all the things we've talked about, again, it would be different at the end of the year. If we had to come to consensus, what do you guys think is the best? You guys have both said Tunic. Um, I think that's the only overlap that we have. I think Alex and so that, I said, yeah, Tunic was like number one, I think. Although you both have Citizen Sleeper on your list, but it's number four on your list. It's number so. four on my list. It yeah. is low on my list, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I would give Tunic the edge just because, like, some of the things that that game does with its uh, like in-game uh, uh, instruction manual mechanic are just so incredibly ingenious. Citizen Sleeper is a fantastic game in its own right, but like I feel like we have seen and played other games that are very similar to it before. It's a great kind of refinement uh, of those experiences, but I don't know that it's necessarily doing something that's super new in the way that Tunic felt like a kind of breath of fresh air for its own genre. All right, so first six months, Tunic would win it. Again, we're not going to go through a number list. That'd be for the end of the year. But right now, Tunic, best indie game of the year, according to these raffians over here. <laughs> uh, so now you guys have had some more time. Overall game of the year in the first six months of the year. Uh, who wants to start? Are we are we saying if there was a game of the year awards, this is what would win, or this is my personal game of the year? It could probably be both in one. We can talk about it. It's all about talking and conversations. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Here's here's my dilemma. I, right now, I'd say, hands down, Elden Ring will win the first half of the year, game of the year. I think it, it is the peak of the Soulsborne-type game. Uh, it is everyone's loving it. There's a lot to do. It's an open world. It's a brand-new, fresh take on that as well. And it was really well executed. So I think so. I think that will not be surprised 100% if that ends up winning. Um, it's not personally my, like I spent maybe 15 hours with it. So it's not personally my favorite 
thing of the year. I think the only thing right now that would challenge it that I've played, weirdly enough, would be Pokemon Legends Arceus. You were a big Arceus boy. Or Destiny. I was, yeah. I put so much time into that game in like a week. Uh, Or Destiny 2 Witch Queen. Um, Obviously, the hype on Witch Queen is like we're now several months into it, so I feel like it's gone for me now, even though I'm still really enjoying it and still playing it every single week. But um, I do not expect that to be the case at the end of the year. There are so many things coming and so many things that I have yet to play, like Horizon Forbidden West, that will probably Mm -hmm. take a much higher uh, spot on my game of the year list right now but if we were to vote my game of the year would be either destiny 2 or pokemon although i highly highly assume that elden ring would win overall yeah right now we're deliberating and you're convincing us of what we all think consensively or consensusly should be I, okay okay i don't think pokemon but legends pokemon. is in the consensus at all <laughs> well <laughs> that's your picks though what about you alex what do you got up there yeah, unfortunately, I've not had much of a chance to play as many AAA games thus far this year. I, I did play and beat Pokemon Legends Arceus, had a lot of fun with it. Definitely, I'd say, got better more and more that I went into it as I kind of accepted, okay, this isn't my kind of typical Pokemon experience. This is a much kind of different beast and perhaps I hyped myself up to believing it was going to be uh, and walked away very satisfied from it as a result. Uh, yeah, I'm kind of in the same boat as Chad that I suspect that Elden Ring will probably walk away with the crown. God of War is like the only real game that I feel could compete with it. And I feel like it, it would really have to like break the mold and truly do something insane to topple that crown uh, and maybe it will but right now it's all very kind of ephemeral and what about for you personally like i'm thinking of this of like giant bomb where they would deliberate and they'd be like you know what fucking mario maker 2 just won best game of the year because they talked <laughs> about it for seven hours so what would be if you were like championing a thing what would you say if i was championing a thing I mean, like, what do you think it actually would like deserves to be that title? Not necessarily your favorite or what you think people think is this, but you think actually deserves it. I mean, there's this game that came out in March called The Cow G that I know. Um, <laughs> I, I do legitimately feel like based on just how much people have kind of like discussed it and how much people have praised it, that uh, Elden Ring is genuinely kind of truly deserving of the title. Um uh, you know, I've enjoyed many a Soulsborne game in the past, haven't completed all of them, but based on, you know, how people have described their time with that game, it seems like they really kind of uh, pulled it off. And I like it's no small feat that from software kind of continues to have successful landings with each and every one of their titles in a row. I feel like at this point, most other developers would have had a like less than stellar landing uh and so yeah for for that reason like if only because it's like such an accomplishment that they haven't had a single kind of falter in their release uh schedule yet i think it's deserving of it cool uh i will say well i'm about to go through my list or whatever let's not forget marvel's midnight suns does come out in october maybe that could be the third contender well god of war and elden ring df and smitty says in the chat too hogwarts I feel like everyone forgets about that because no one ever because it doesn't get talked about a lot, but it's still yeah. coming out this year. Hogwarts could be cool. Uh, so my list again, I even as much as I give from 
from software shit, and I don't think that they're perfect, and I do make fun of some of the stuff they make. I, I can't argue with Elden Ring. Uh, it's my number one. Begrudgingly, it's my number one game of the year so far. <laughs> Begrudgingly. <laughs> Begrudgingly. Uh, number, number two is TMNT, because, again, I fucking don't think I've had more fun playing a video game. Uh, three for me is Horizon. Uh, my four and five, honestly, maybe my indie list was better, but I was just put down WWE 2K whatever year it is it was fun and then lego star wars i had fun with but honestly the top three i think are the ones that were actually like those bottom two would never have a chance of winning this is just the list i made so yeah i'm with you i think elden ring for right now definitely makes the most sense and i think if we all voted that would probably win as well but don't sleep on team nt and horizon is very good but i think that's going to be like if we did like a top five i think horizon ends up being like four or five but i guess we'll see by the end of the year what we get uh so do we all agree elden ring is probably the best game of the year so far i think so yep, yep. boom there we go look at that indies game of the year listeners choice we talked our way through it uh there we go that's it that's my segment Woo! Woo! fun times we'll we'll hammer that out and get that perfect by the end of the year but speaking about hammering things out chad what have you been playing? Actually, you know what? Ch- screw you, Chad. Ooh, thank you. <laughs> Alex, Alex, what have you been playing? Because I'm interested to hear about this second game specifically. Okay. Well, in that case, I'll get through the first game that I've been playing relatively quickly. Uh, you know, after playing through the entirety of the Life is Strange series for the spoiler cast that we recently did, uh, I needed a nice, warm, comforting blanket of a game to get me back into good spirits, because playing through some of those games, especially two, can be pretty harrowing. Uh, and I realized, hey, hold on a sec here. There is a PS5 specific version of Apex Legends. That means not only is there an opportunity for me to play more Apex Legends in the best, most optimized way on my PlayStation 5, there's a new way for me to earn trophies playing Apex Legends. And so you better believe that I downloaded and played a little bit of Apex Legends PS5. Uh, That game continues to be great. Uh, There are a lot of characters in it now that I didn't previously unlock. Uh, they didn't previously unlock uh, back when I last played it, so I still there's still a lot of new stuff for me to get used to. But uh, I think it speaks volumes to that game's quality that I am still a hundred thousand percent hook, line, and sinkered in. Um, the other game that I've been playing. Hold oops, on, before sorry. we move on from Apex, how are their trophies? Is it still free to play, or is there like a paid PS5 upgrade that gives trophies? It is still free to play. There is no platinum trophy. It, it, okay. it would seem as if your game needs to be a premium experience of some sort for there to be a platinum. There are only like a, a collection of like 10 bronze, silver, and gold trophies at the moment. I feel like that's the first free-to-play game I can think of that has trophies. Like Warzone doesn't, Fortnite doesn't. Right. That's wild to me. Might be. I think just Fortnite Save the World would probably have them, but yeah, I don't right. think the Battle Royale. I also have all the achievements in apex apex is a fantastic game out. there are definitely a, f- a few games that come to mind it's a little bit uh, i mean this one's kind of an edge case but fall fall guys now that that game is free to play it does yeah okay right yeah yeah there, there are a few games i'm sure that we could go down the rabbit hole on uh in any case uh the other game that i've been playing is a little game by the name of bridge constructor portal uh let me paint the scene for you guys i was sitting in front of my tv i was starting to become a little bit ashamed about 
at how much I was playing Apex Legends, I knew that I needed to <laughs> move on to something else before I just uh, emulsified into a blob of pure Apex. I uh, went looking through the PSN store to see what was on sale, and I saw, oh, hey, uh, Bridge Constructor Portal is on sale for $2. Uh, picked Ooh. it up, uh, downloaded it, and I got to say, like, when this game first came out a couple of years ago, I feel like the big kind of discussion around that game was, yeah, it, it has Portal in its name and it's Portal themed and GLaDOS shows up and says some cool, funny stuff, but it's not really a Portal game. It's a bridge constructor game with a, a Portal coat of paint on it. And I'm here to tell you guys that's completely and 100% true, <laughs> but man, this is a real fun game. The puzzles uh, in this game that involve you like having to construct all these bridges and keep into account the kind of physics of uh, how to allow people to kind of go through these portals and like safely land uh, at the end of each level without being crushed or zapped or burned alive in acid are just really kind of satisfying. Uh, what I really love about it is that while the, each level in the game does sort of like have a specific idea in mind of how you're supposed to solve it, there's still kind of a lot of leeway given to you in terms of how you want to build bridges within its confines so that you can uh, complete it. And I've had a lot of fun being like, you know what, I'm going to build this one bridge in this kind of funny way, kind of funky way. The, the game leaves a lot of room for artistic expression if you even want to call it that and i've like taken many a screenshot of some of my completed levels because i've been like man not only did i solve uh this level's puzzle and get all of my crewmates over to the other end with my bridges but this looks legitimately kind of pretty in a very weird fucked up way uh <laughs> and so yeah bridge constructor portal again it's not the next portal experience that we all want but it is a surprisingly good game does it still I have like the, the cheekiness and and character of the previous Portal games in it? It, it does. It does feel kind of like a cover band version of what we've seen oh, before. Okay. If I gotta be honest, like I said, Glados is there in person. She, you know, espouses all sorts of not super helpful advice and occasionally very cheeky death threats or two. I'm not sure where this takes place in the portal timeline, if this is like before or after GLaDOS has killed everyone. I'm assuming it has to be before. So, I mean, I suppose that this is all just a premonition to everyone in the game dying. Um, but yeah, it's, like I said, it is not on the same level as what we, you know, came to love and expect from the series from the writing in Portal 1 and 2, but that's not why the game is great the game is great for other reasons cool yeah i think i've played i know i've played the original one i think i also have portal and the walking dead version of it but i, I love i think i actually played a little bit of the portal one i like it a lot it's just fun to like yeah let me make a wacky thing and then it works and you're like ah science i remember triangles are strong because I, I went to fourth grade <laughs> uh yeah those games are a ton of fun i need to get back in. it's just like hang out and do a fun thing uh that's cool i was happy to hear about that uh, Chad, why don't you go to your list? I know what two of these are. The third, um, the fourth one is a dead company, but go ooh, ahead. Uh, you've heard all of these before. I just threw the fourth one in there. Uh, THQ is still the quarry. I just added the H just to throw you the off. The quarry? The quarry. <laughs> <laughs> um, we'll, we'll start there. I beat the quarry. It was a really fun experience. Really enjoyed the game. Um, I, we, we got out with four people dead. 
So mm. almost half of our counselors bit the dust, torn to pieces. You shot, killed Brenda Song, whatever. didn't you? Brenda Song is dead. Rest in peace. Mm, Did not intend to, that. but I hesitated too long on the trigger. Um, so yeah, Brenda's dead. Um, had a, a really good time with that game. I do feel like it's tough to justify the $70 price point on it for the experience that you got from it. Like it was, as I mentioned, like it's beautiful, really well done, but like it's like 70 bucks for that feels really expensive. So the first time it goes on sale, like 50, honestly, yeah, grab it. Absolutely. hundred percent when it goes on sale for that. Uh, I think the game was really well paced too, aside from a chapter in the very middle of the game where you're used to like switching characters every maybe five to 10 minutes. And then suddenly you're playing as the same character for like an hour or an hour and 15. And you're just like, okay, I'm ready to be done with this part. But other than that, I had a really good time. I can't wait for the multiplayer mode, which is still kind of in this ambiguous, like they were like, it's supposed to be out on or before July 8th. Uh, we had to move our servers from Ukraine because of the ongoing conflict. And we had to move ourselves out of it as well. And so like, uh, whenever it comes, I'll be glad to play the new like streamer kind of mode where one person is really in control and then like seven friends can all watch and vote on what you do. But it's not like they tell you, I want you to go left. It's like they all vote and their opinion is weighted. And if they outvote you, then you go left. So uh, that sounds really fun. So I'm excited to play that with a bunch of people. So. By the way, two days ago, the multiplayer update came out. Oh, it did come out. Perfect. Mm -hmm. Excelente. So they held their true to their promise. Came out on July eighth, on the day. Yep. <laughs> like at least July eighth. They're like, all right, July eighth. Yep. Of course, that's what uh, that's what Games Radar is telling me. So very oh, cool. I'll perf, definitely perf, check that perf. out at some point. Um, playing more Death Loop. In fact, I was playing. A question. Yeah. About Quarry. Remember when I Quarry. said there was like a really really grisly thing that has to do with a gun? Did you oh, get yeah. that part? Oh yeah. Oh my god. Whoa. Why is it in a video game? <laughs> Holy. Yeah. Ugh. As soon as as soon as I saw it, I was like, "Oh, this is what Adam was talking about." And Jesus Christ! And they linger on it too. They linger. Yeah, it's like, "Hey, look at this." Do you have to let it linger? Um, yeah, good game, good game. Playing Deathloop though. Again, you're jumping into this game. I it was the number one game that I didn't care about last year, and then everyone cared about it, and I'm like, "Fuck, okay, now I'm. I guess I'm gonna care about it." And having a blast with it. I'm still. The, the mechanics still feel very Bethesda, like jumping doesn't feel great. You feel super heavy. The gunplay, if it weren't for the snapshot sights where you just like pull the trigger and it immediately like snaps to the person to help you aim, like the gunplay wouldn't feel good, but it kind of does now. Um, that all doesn't matter to me though, because the rest of the game is so compelling and the dialogue and, and I go to this part of the, I've, at first I was a little bummed out. I was like, oh, it's only like four small maps. And I just go at different times of the day, but now I'm like, oh, it's up. putting this giant map and puzzle and drawing the strings between it, like that Charlie mm -hmm. Kelly meme, just like, this person's safe combination is over here in the daytime, and then in the afternoon, I gotta go here to get the fireworks code, but then I gotta kill myself because in the morning, I can go over here and interrupt this, thing. and it's, 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 it's excellent. And then now to the point where like, it's afternoon, I got things I want to do in three of these different areas. I got to come back and I got to kill myself twice pick one. And, and pick one. Well, yeah. You have to kill yourself. Go well, to you got to do one, reset the loop, and then come back and do another, and then reset the loop. And then... I guess you you wake up dead, whatever. Yeah. It, it, yeah. It's so funny how kind of quickly you change from being like, oh man, every single time that I'm alive in this game is so precious. Every, all the times that I'm able to kind of visit a new 
area and a new time of the day are precious. I'm going to make the most of my time on this planet to just being like, I'm just going to kill myself at the earliest convenience. I got to go take care of this, that, this, and that. <laughs> yep. <laughs> that game's a lot of fun. Uh, I am curious, though. You think we'll ever see DLC for it? Because I feel like we would have heard about DLC for the game by now, and it doesn't seem like that's coming to fruition. But maybe I'm wrong. Don't think so. Yeah, because um, I don't know the timeline on it, but Dishonored got word of DLC ways. Again, Deathloop's been almost a year, and we haven't heard anything, so I don't think we're going to get it. Because, yeah, we would have I I like... either had it or they told us already when it came to Dishonored 1 and 2. So. It might be one of those things where like it's they don't want to put any more development time into what is currently a PS5 exclusive, being a Microsoft-owned company right now. So yeah. maybe when that exclusivity runs out and it comes to Xbox, it might be like, and to celebrate the Xbox version, we have exclusive new content only on Xbox. Like, that's when I think we might see yeah. Deathloop DLC. Maybe so. Which is uh, a little too bad, because I thoroughly played through that game and Platinum did, and I would love to play through new DLC on PlayStation, but, I mean, I understand the circumstances surrounding it, so... Uh, FFPR, Final Fantasy Pixel Remastered. Mm, okay. Still enjoying this game. Um, played it on my iPad Mini for a while. And then the way it does cloud saves, you know, Square is a Japanese company and like Nintendo, they often don't understand the internet as well as most Western companies. And uh, so cloud saves don't automatically sync with any server. You have to like go into one device, hit the cloud button, upload your save, go to your other device, hit the cloud button, download your save. Mm. So I went to go play it on my phone, realized I couldn't, and then the next day I was like, all right, iPad mini, let's update, upload my save. And then the next day I was like, I'm going to have about 45 minutes on the treadmill, I'm going to freaking just knock out this dungeon, go get this crown, save this king. Oh, surprise, king was a troll or a elf the whole time, and he attacks me oh. too, blah, 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 blah. Um, so uh, did that, and through some kind of bug, my save is now trapped on my phone and I can't play it on my iPad mini anymore. And the download button on my iPad mini is grayed out. I'm just like, fuck. Okay. Well, <laughs> what? Why I'm playing it on my phone. gray out that? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. It's so, uh, still playing it, but now force, I, you know, the whole reason I have the iPad mini is like, I want to, I want to play as many games as I can. It's like, now I can't play this game. <laughs> um, but I'm still enjoying that. And then Diablo two, not Diablo two, destiny two, raid of Palooza. Um, we had two nights in a row where, uh, we all, six of us had availability. Well, Joel didn't last night, but, uh, his friend stepped in and we are getting so good. I know every time we talk about rating and stuff like that, it's just like, oh, I'm so good. Meh, 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 meh. And then we're now like really, really good to the point where we did, um, Deep Stone Crypt last night. And not only did it, we found, okay, here's another big thing. I know that you guys don't know or, or care about this, but. Almost every single raid has a raid exclusive exotic weapon that's like a random drop from the final boss. And the drop rate is really, really low. And this season, they made legendary loot farmable on these things. So you could play it again that same week and get new drops. But the exotic, no one, there was no confirmation that the exotic was farmable. But they also have a weekly rotation of raids. So like one raid is in rotation every single week, and this week it was Deep Stone mm. Crypt. And it turns out three weeks ago, someone proved that yes, the exotic is farmable. So we played the the boss of Deep Stone Crypt like seven times last night, maybe. Um, played the whole raid and then just did the boss over and over and over, trying to get Eyes of Tomorrow for Matt and Jerrica. Did they everyone did not, get it? They did not get it. 
Everyone else already has it, but those two did not. Oh, I did it seven times. Don't got it yet. I'm yeah. Like, well, I think total we've done that raid now like 25 times maybe. <laughs> so, um, But we did beat Rip. So we did Deep Stone Crypt. We beat Riven last night, which was the like dragon boss at the end of the last wish, which we've only ever cheesed once. And then we could never do it again. And we went back and we cheesed it this time. And there's, you know, uh, Jerrica got a thousand voices on that one, which is the raid exclusive weapon. Are you guys going to do the first to beat or whatever whenever the new raid no, comes out no, since no, you're no, pros no, no, now no, no. you're pros no. uh, we are pros but here's the thing when we jump into a raid like we did val the disciple in february or march or whenever it came out we were like yeah we're amazing world first and then like as we were going through <laughs> i got yelled at by dallas and joel because they're like what are you doing why are you going up there ahead let's explore let's look at this cool wall look at this and yes it's beautiful and we want to explore but all the other world's first teams are like they're not even paying attention to shit. They're just running and running and running and figuring stuff out on the fly. So, gotcha. We're we're never gonna be world's I, first. But I still think about going back to Destiny Two and getting that platinum trophy. We came so close to so close. getting completing that Grandmaster Nightfall Strike, um, but uh, alas, it was not to be. And it's too bad because that was the only trophy I needed to get that like i need to kind of do in a big kind of proper group like that every single other trophy on the list i can i'm assuming theoretically take care of by myself but yeah that one trophy yeah that one trophy for 35 dollars, a, a man in china will do it for you i know that from experience <laughs> mm, i'll no i I'll, I'll stay true to my ideals i don't think i'll ever farm it out like that but <laughs> i mean I'm, i suppose i'm happy to know about that What's sad is that, like, six months later, I did actually complete the Grandmaster Strike. I would have gotten it, but you know what? I don't regret anything. It's okay. No. It's so we thing. did Deep Stone Crypt. We did Riven. We did uh, An Encounter of Vault of Glass. We did Vow the Disciple. We did... What else did we do? Most of Garden of Salvation. Like, every raid that's in the game, we touched this weekend and beat most of them. It's like, we, we are so freaking good. Yeah, so proud of us. We're amazing. But apparently, uh, Joel still can't get uh, Eyes of Tomorrow, so I guess he sucks. Yeah, yeah, Joel does. If he was there last night with us, Joel does this fun thing where he's like, hey, y'all, I'll be there at 7. And then at like 6.55, he's like, hey, y'all, I'm in Australia. <laughs> I planned on being back, but I'm also... I'm in another state, sorry. I, I learned how to go back in time, and I'm in a different dimension now, so... <laughs> but luckily, his friend Alex has nothing going on in his life, and he's wonderful, and he's always available, so... Uh, shout out to Alex, you're amazing. Dope. Uh, me, I only play two things. One of them is the most important thing of all time. Uh, I played more Cyberpunk 2077. I'm going through for that 100% on my second playthrough, having a great time punching people in their turkey necks. And I basically <laughs> one, one shot kill everybody because I'm so strong. Because uh, I just I know how to play the video game. I'm a professional gamer. But, so some people in the chat and some people listening to this are going to be very excited. I don't think either of you care because one of you is from Canada. The other person doesn't watch football. But <laughs> which one's which? You'll never uh, guess. <laughs> figure it out. There's a little game called NCAA 14. It was the last college football game made. It was on 360 and PS3. It's literally locked on those consoles. Never been backwards compatible. It was never on PC. None of that. You literally cannot play college football if you wanted to, unless you have one of the old old cons old uh, consoles. New ones coming out next year after 10 years or whatever. There's a little thing you can do on PC. It's called a hacking. I did a hacking. 
I went on my PC and I hacked it. <laughs> I did right? a hack. time. <laughs> I did a big hacking on my PC. Um, and I got an emulator running. So my PC thinks it's a PS3 with all the pluses and minuses of that. Whoa. Boy, let me tell you, that cell processor shit was fucking ridiculous. My my PC is literally eight times stronger than a PS3, and it's like, oh, you, you checked the wrong box. The sound's weird. Whatever. It's just <laughs> constantly bombarding you with printer options, and it's like, why is this option even here? <laughs> my I've dropped down menus now all of a sudden. Uh, but no, so there have been a group of really cool people who have been updating the game for the last nine years, modding it, updating it, 4K60, all the current rosters, uh, half the people who made that mod work at EA now making the new game. And I was like, you know what? That sounds real good. So I went on my computer after the hack. I got the PS3 emulator. I downloaded a file that said that I owned the disc PS3 version of the video game. Sure, it's somewhere back there. I'm emulating <laughs> it. It's fine. Um, and I installed this mod called College Football Revamped. And like I said, current rosters, all the teams, all the uniforms uh 4k 60 it looks like a, a modern video game and oh boy that's all i've been doing i'm like god i miss college football so much i cannot wait for this to come back and uh yeah i hacked i hacked the world to play football games guys it was totally worth it only Be took me an hour to figure it out because you are hacking it. and this like leads to like you know modding and that kind of stuff can you no. replace all the players with Airbud? i'm sure somebody has done that I do not have the ability, like but I'm sure if I Google college football revamp Airbud, I'm sure there's a mod for it. Can you replace all the AI with AI of dogs? <laughs> yeah. I mean, <laughs> I, yeah, they just chase the, I mean, they already chased the ball as it is. So maybe yeah. so. Nice. But I, it took me a little time, but I got to do it, you know, emulating my copy that I own over there. I didn't steal it. It's not free. Yeah. Um, and God, it was so fun. I was so excited. I've literally done that for the past 12 hours straight. It's just played fucking college football. That's awesome. Uh, it's great. I'm ready for the new one. Thank you, EA. Bring it back. That's it. Part of me That's wants to idea. get a Steam Deck. I know it's not going to be powerful enough to emulate PS3, but like, part of me wants to get yeah, a Steam Deck. Yeah, it is. Oh, really? Yep. Just for you got to do a lot of back end stuff, but it'll work. Yeah. 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 Okay. Okay. And I do have my yeah. PS3 with all my digital games downloaded in it's the other room. <laughs> You're right. I only use this emulator for college football because that's all I care about. But technically, I can play any PS3 game on it because it's literally just thinks the PC thinks it's PS3. It's even there's even settings like, hey, if you play Demon Souls, click this button because that's the best settings for Demon Souls on PS3. Ooh. Look at that. Mm. So, but I only care about football. I don't care. It's funny though because it thinks it's a PS3, but when I play the game, it has Xbox controls because I use my Xbox controller on my PC. It's funny. <laughs> uh, but anyways, that's it. That's all I played. Fun times. Hey, what about the quest log? Ooh. Do we have a song for that? It, Are we expecting a song? It's time for the quest log. <laughs> I have no idea. Uh, so, first up, some PS Indies were shown off. Number seven will surprise you. From Matt Perslow at IGN.com. It did. This was just a blog. Yeah, it did. Number surprise seven me. did this surprise just, me. Yeah, it's just a blog post. Honestly, I wish they would have done maybe like a state of play. Because yeah. Indies deserve more love. But, real quick. Um, yeah, Sony did a PlayStation Indies Day. Uh, first up, they showed off RPG Sea of Stars, got confirmed for PS5 and PS4. Um, alongside that confirmation, developer Sabotage Studios also offered a closer look at Sea of Stars turn-based battle. This game looks awesome. Uh, check it out. It's like a turn-based, real pretty JRPG-inspired game. Looks yeah, it really looks like cool. a like Chrono Trigger type art style almost, although mm. like a little bit updated and modern. Uh, yeah, a developer Extra Nice announced um, a game about a traveling shadow. Is it skim? Shim? Shim? 
How, how do you say this word skim? right here? I'm going to go ahead and say that it's scheme. Scheme. Oh, that makes sense. Uh, that's coming I, out of PS4. Uh, so I want to say for the record, that was totally off the dome. I didn't mean anything particular by that uh, way of pronouncing it. But scheme does actually make sense because that does sound like a sinister scheme, which I feel yeah. fits into the theme of this game being about a shadow that has its own like thoughts and personality. Oh, yeah. hold on, please. Hold on, please. I think this might be a German thing. Oh, shame. And if it is. Nope. I think it's, it's well, it says Dutch inspired locations right here. So okay. is it a Dutch word, maybe? Well, Dutch is, is like derived from German, and SCH is, is pronounced like sh in German. Shim. Hmm. You let me know. I'm going to keep reading because right, I only care about I'm number seven. Yeah. Uh, maybe okay, it's so Dutch. <laughs> Shim in Dutch is ghost in English. Okay. Well, there you go. Oh, okay. Uh, technically, uh, it's cool. like skim, skim. <laughs> I'm not from Europe, as you can tell. Uh, Cult of the Lamb, which we already knew about. It just got announced for PS4 and PS5. Looks awesome, of course. PS1-style retro sci-fi game Signalis will be coming to PS4 on October 27th. A psychological sci-fi uh, survival horror has visuals similar to the early days of Resident Evil and Silent Hill. Uh, Hugh Games has announced the Tomorrow Children... No, we're going to talk about this in a second. Tomorrow Children Phoenix Edition will be launching on September 6th. This re-release of the lost 2016 PS4 game is just not a new way to play an old game, but also rely with lots of new new features. I remember this being a huge thing. Like, they kept showing it at shows. Like, Tomorrow Children. And then it came out and then disappeared. What yeah. is going on? Does anyone remember that, Tomorrow Children? I mean, it, it literally says yeah. there in the description, like, this lost game. <laughs> what happened? Right. So it originally came out in 2016. I remember it coming out in 2016 because I remember listening to PSI Love You XOXO back in 2016 when I was living in Japan and it being like a big point of discussion then at the time. Um, never played it. I'm happy that they're getting another shot at it. It's a little bit surprising that this game of every single game that is since been lost is getting another shot because i don't remember there being like this huge grand wall of support for it but i mean hey stranger things have happened yeah it seems interesting that this is the one that comes yeah, like you said that i assume it disappeared because no one cared about it. i don't know but yeah it was cool to see that name I'm like yeah i remember that from back in the day uh this one looks so cool a new trailer for curse to golf has revealed the game is coming to PS5 and PS4 on October 18th. Set in golf purgatory, you play a recently deceased would-be golf champion who must work their way through an ever-changing 18-hole course in an attempt to resurrect themselves. Give me, Keep giving me weird golf games that have nothing yeah. to do with golf. I love that. All the time, please. Yep. Tell you um, what, one of my favorite Super Nintendo games, Kirby's Dream Course. Golf with Kirby. Golf with Kirby, exactly. What was the golf story? Was the really cool Switch game that... Was like yeah. a golf oh, yeah. RPG. Tell like, you what, yeah, what the RPG. golf was the standout game from when Apple Arcade launched too. What the golf was so good. Yeah, it's very cool. And then here it is, number seven. This is the only reason I put this whole story in here because mm -hmm. this is the best thing ever. Uh, beloved creepy deck builder, first release on PC last year, is finally coming to console. Inscription has been announced for PS4 and PS5, although no release date has been revealed so far. PlayStation version will make special use of the DualShock DualSense controller with RGB uh, lights mimicking the on-screen lighting and talking card Stoat's voice being projected out of the controller speaker. Now, Ooh. for those who don't remember, Inscription was my game of the year last year. It's fucking phenomenal. If you haven't played it, it was only on PC. Um... So, you know, maybe not everyone had the ability to play it. 
but it's fucking great. And everyone get this the minute it comes to PlayStation because holy shit, this game is great. Number seven did in fact shock you. <laughs> Jericho so, over at JK Games is playing, uh, just beat it um, right now as well. She's just like so high on it. She's, it's incredible. So I'm trying to go in like completely blind and just please do experience it all for the first time as it's happening to me so whenever it comes out i'm, I'm pumped for it there was also the uh, one of the only reasons i wanted a, a steam deck was for inscription and now i don't even freaking need that i am really looking forward to when this game comes out on ps4 ps5 as well i gotta say shout out to this game uh going to uh use the playstation 5 dualshock controllers little microphone i feel like not uh, enough console games these days make use of their controllers microphone back during the Wii era I loved it whenever a game would use the Wii microphone be it for Super Smash Bros Brawl when you would select a character and they would say the really shitty catchphrase like Gandorf be like oh yeah or whatever the hell he was trying to say I'm really feeling it <laughs> oh yeah there's that one too there's um what else uh in mario galaxy there's like a lot of cool stuff there i i didn't play it back in the day on the wii but i know that in no more heroes there would be characters that would like deliver you entire phone conversations yeah you would hold it up to your ear speaker. and they would yeah. talk to you like a phone yeah very a very mm -hmm. underrated uh aspect of the current uh gaming ecosystem that we're living in that i don't feel gets used often enough i love yep. in death loop the juliana phone calls are all through the speaker on the controller too it's great it's like, hey, Cole, you suck. <laughs> it's like, all right, awesome. That's yeah, right. No. I forgot about that. Everyone play this video game. It's great. Play in the dark. Don't look up anything about it at all. Uh, and you'll have a good, maybe spooky time. Maybe not. I don't know. It depends Ooh. how scared you get. Uh, it's, it's fucking, oh my God, it's so good. I'm glad everyone can play it. Uh, so yeah, next, Rockstar really wants you to play GTA 6. Uh, it's from Andy Robinson at VGC. Rockstar has said it, quote, understands more than ever the need to exceed players' expectation for Grand Theft Auto 6. Now in a new post announcing the end of major Red Dead uh, Online updates, Rockstar has again iterated its ambitions for the next GTA. So I'm going to read some quotes or whatever. Basically, uh, Rockstar came out and said, hey, Red Dead Online is not getting anything major. Uh, there, are, We'll get to it later. I'm just going to say now that there were... Um, they're going to do a Red Dead Redemption 1 remaster as well as a GTA 4 remaster, which got shelved. Um, so basically they're like, we'll do GTA online and only work on GTA six. We don't care about anything else. So I'll continue with the story. Uh, over the past few years, we've been steadily moving more developmental resources towards the next entry in the GTA series, understanding more than ever the need to exceed players expectations. And for this next entry do the best it can possibly be. Um, and again, the whole stuff about they canceled or put on hiatus, a GTA four and red dead redemption, uh, remake, um, Industry insider Tom Henderson claimed last July that GTA 6 would release in either 2024 or 2025. Um, his claims were backed up by Bloomberg journalist Jason Schreier, as well as VGC's own sources. So this is very interesting because, again, GTA is literally the biggest game of all time. Uh, it's over 10 years, about 10 years old at this point. Um, and Rockstar's like, yo, stop everything else. We got to get out of GTA 6, and we're supposed to get it in the next two or three years. Chad, I know you're weird, the only human being on the planet who hasn't played GTA 5. Uh... <laughs> But I think this is a pretty big deal, and good God, I want GTA 6 so bad. Uh, how do you guys feel about this? I guess Chad, go first, because I was talking to you. This is planned obsolescence. They released Red Dead Online. <laughs> I played that for a good two hours one night and killed a sheep or a goat or some exotic foal or something. 
<laughs> and now they're purposefully pulling support for it so that they can go put it into some other product they want me to buy. Uh, no, this is the right call. I don't know anyone who's playing Red Dead Redem Red Dead Online right now, um, except for Jericho from JK Games the other day was streaming it in a cowboy hat. Um, so go check out JK Games. They're great. Um, so, yeah, this is 100%. If no one's playing your that game, stop putting resources into it and put it into what everyone wants. Listen to your customers. That's it. So happy this is happening. Yeah, I, I, I'm more of the opinion that, like, I would have liked to have seen Rockstar come out and be like, hey, we're not putting any resources into a Grand Theft Auto 4 remake or Red Dead Redemption 2. Sorry, a Red Dead Redemption 1 remake. I got a little confused for a second because there was Red Dead Revolver, which preceded Red Dead Redemption, and so I sometimes get those numberings confused. Uh, would have liked if they had came out and said, we're not doing those remakes, in part because, yeah, things didn't turn out so well for the previous remasters we did, but also because we're restructuring things here at Rockstar. We focused too long on just the single title that's going to completely kind of revolutionize the industry instead we're going to go back to the way that things were previously where we would work on a couple of games uh simultaneously and each one of those individual games isn't necessarily the biggest game ever but uh you'll still thoroughly enjoy them uh unfortunately they're not doing that they're focusing on the one singular uh super fauna of an experience that is currently uh on track to release within the next couple of years that game being grand theft auto 6 um but i mean i don't really uh, i don't really blame them for being like that because like that game is gonna make gangbusters when it comes out so yeah f focus all your resources on it but I, I do i do long for that era that we used to have where they were working on more games at once instead of just the one you miss state of emergency for the PS2? Is that what you're saying? Oh yeah, every single day, <laughs> I, every single night. I I legitimately play that game at my friend's house all the time, and I was like, "These are the guys who make G GTA 3." He's like, "Yeah." I'm like, "Why don't we play GTA 3 instead?" <laughs> <laughs> no, it was fun though. It was a fun time. Run around, shoot stuff up. Um, the next one, I don't. I I put it in all caps. I'm not going to scream it. But te dead men tell no tales. Which apparently is part of a Disney ride where a parrot repeats that over and over again. Yeah, so it's Pirates of the Caribbean. Dead man tell no tales. <laughs> right? Is that what it does? Just, I, do I do they still Disney. do that? Because I know they revamped the, the ride with Johnny Depp uh, a little while back, and I don't know if they still have that guy on it. Well, uh, actually, the one in Disneyland is currently under construction, I assume, to remove Johnny Ooh. Depp. <laughs> well, they got to put him back in now. He's not in trouble anymore. Yeah, who knows? Well, he's he's not gonna be Johnny. Or he's not gonna be uh, Captain Jack. He's not gonna be Johnny anymore, Depp so. anymore. <laughs> yeah, he's not gonna be Johnny Depp. He's gonna be Donnie Jepp. Uh, but this comes from Eddie McCucci, GameSpot. Regardless of this, has nothing to do with Pirates of the Caribbean. It's a different kind of pirate. Uh, after years of development and multiple delays, Ubisoft's pirate game Skull and Bones will launch on November eighth. The company announced during its Ubisoft Forward Spotlight event last week. My mom is uh, not gonna be as excited about that one. That's two days before her birthday. Yes. But definitely one day before God, God War Ragnarok. Yeah. Interesting, interesting. I'll uh, get her both. The game, <laughs> yeah, she'll love it for her birthday. Those yeah. two video games. Uh, the game will be released that day on PS5, Xbox Series XS, Stadia, okay, and PC via uh, Epic Game Store and Ubisoft Store, but not on Steam. Uh, the game will also stream on Google Stadia and Amazon Luna, and Ubisoft Plus subscribers on PC can get the game at no extra cost. Uh, in addition to announcing the game's release date, Ubisoft confirmed that there will be cross-play and cross-progression uh, cross across platforms. 
Uh, and Skull and Bones, players on a journey become a pirate kingpin and will throw their ill repute and will grow their ill repute by taking part in naval combat in a variety of settings. Players will take contract and gather resources, and they can also customize their naval fleet. Skull and Bones also support, supports co-op, whether by starting a session in a group uh, with up to two other players or finding these players in the game world. Also has PvP, so you can go head-to-head -head, uh, pitting their fleets against each other. Uh, Ubisoft also said it has an ambitious post-launch plan to support Skull and Bones for multiple years after launch. This will include, quote, new content, activity, stories, and challenges that will be free. Now, before I let you guys talk, because I'm the only person here who likes pirates because I'm an eight-year-old boy. Um, <laughs> I enjoy pirates, just not most pirate pirates. games. Yeah, you're not wrong. So, again, this game's been development hell. I watched the presentation, watched the video. I'm like, maybe I can have fun with this. I don't know about spending $70 on day one for it. Uh, someone, I don't remember who I was listening to. I listened to 18 podcasts. Someone was like, yo, that game just looks like Monster Hunter with pirates. I'm like, fuck, that is exactly the way that they're building the the like the like model uh, of the game. Because, again, you control the pirate ship, but then it's like, oh, get off in the port town and take activity. It's like, oh, no, this that's literally like get your contracts and go do your monster hunts, uh, which is an interesting way. I think someone brought that up. But, yeah, I'm interested I don't know about $70 interested, especially two days before Chad's mom's birthday. <laughs> but uh, Alex, do you care about the pirates? Or uh, this I know game? that uh, my PressYZ co-host, AJ, is going to be really excited that the Stadia is getting another new title. Um, mm. no, That's I, right. That's right. This did is it is coming to Stadia. <laughs> I had a lot of fun in Kingdom Hearts 3's Pirates of the Caribbean world. I actually thought that particular world did a really good job of kind of distilling the like assassin's creed 4 black flag experience into like a very small but still like well-designed little piratey open world uh but yeah this game doesn't particularly speak to me this looks like to me it's going to be the like realistic grounded version of sea of thieves like it seems kind of that same idea where like yeah you'll you'll take contracts from somebody or a quest and you'll go fight a pirate lord or a, maybe a kraken or whatever and then there's you know ship ship combat that kind of stuff and while that sounds really really fun and I know people love Sea of Thieves yeah it just doesn't speak to me at all uh, I'm not into that the uh, those types of games where you just like exist in a world and just like I'm gonna become a foundational pillar of this world and and explore and craft and find resources and build a hut and have a wife and kid and make an entire society no i'm not into that uh, -huh. uh i'm into storytelling so which can be done in some ways but just like more efficient storytelling for me yeah for me it's just the price point i do god i did love the combat in black flag i just like the ship to ship combat stuff i don't know about again yeah an entire 70 dollars video game worth of doing that uh, but yeah, we'll see. Like, if this is a, a Game Pass or a PS uh, extra tier, yeah, you know, day one, uh, I'd be there for that. But I guess we'll just have to wait and see. What, what uh, Ubisoft the, thing is included with... You, you get some kind of Ubisoft, or is it EA Play? That's it. EA Play's with Microsoft. It's with Game Pass. Game Pass. There is some like Ubisoft stuff Ubisoft with... Ubisoft stuff. Yeah, there is some um, Ubisoft stuff with PS Plus. Ubisoft Plus, which is where you get everything, is included with Luna, I believe. Yes. Okay, okay. Something like that. Um, and just another quick little note. Ubisoft is showing off more in September from Matt Kim at IGN.com. In a blog post, Ubisoft announced that September, uh, September 10th at 12 p.m. Uh, Pacific time, 3% Eastern, Ubisoft Forward returns in full force, ready to reveal updates and news on multiple games and projects from Ubisoft teams around the world. 
Uh, again, they already showed off Skull and Bones. Um, we know there's still several franchises we haven't heard from in a while, including Assassin's Creed, which will definitely be there. Um, the latest report suggests Ubisoft is working on creating a live service evolving Assassin's Creed game. Again, there was nothing in that. They're just like, hey, here's Skull and Bones. And also, we're going to do another thing in September. Cool. Right. Thanks. Um, so that's all For clarification, they are branding their integration with PS Plus as Ubisoft Plus Classics are included mm. for free with PlayStation gotcha. Plus high tiers. Not the new stuff, baby. Get yep. the old stuff. <laughs> as it sounds like to me. Uh, all right. Last story of the day. This one's a real kick in the nuts. EA, uh, not EA, <laughs> E3. It's really coming back. They're really determined. Uh, Joe Scrubbles at IGN. And I say kick in the nuts. I don't actually, not upset about this, but I'm still uh, pessimistic. That's the word? Sure. Chicken yeah. pesto? I'd say yeah. so. Uh, E3 organizer ESA has announced that it will partner with Reed Pop to produce E3 2023. Or, yes, that's the right, that's the numbers that are in front of me. Reed Pop is best known for running uh, packs. Star Wars Celebration and New York Comic Con events. Uh, the show will return in the second week of June 2023. will take place in its now, tradition, uh, now traditional home of the LA Convention Center. We have already heard that E3 will turn next year as an online and physical event, but involving ReadPop marks a new approach for the show. Uh, this is a quote now from ReadPop President Lance Fensterman. Uh, and it's, it's a tremendous honor and privilege for ReadPop to take on this responsibility of bringing back E3, or bringing E3 back in 2023 with the support and endorsement of the esa we're looking to build a world-class event to serve the global gaming community in new and broader ways that we already do at repop through our portfolio of world-leading events and websites just look how big my penis is we do so many good stuff <laughs> the esa says confirmed exhibitors will be announced in the months to come uh, again i i don't you know i don't know how i feel about this e3 in person thing because everyone always said it was kind of awful it's like you stand in a line for seven hours to play one video game for 10 minutes yeah but PAX is dope. PAX is run very well. It's very fun for people to go to. I've always heard good things about Star Wars Celebration New York Comic Con. So I think it's a big plus. Uh, but again, I'm still very chicken pessimistic about um, just E3 <laughs> in general coming back after being gone for three years. But you guys can speak now. I need to drink my Mountain Dew Baja Blast. <laughs> so I've never been to E3, but I have uh, been to the convention hall that E3 is held in to attend Anime Expo. I believe th this would have been just pre-pandemic or maybe even a year before. Either way, it was 2018 or 2019 that I attended Anime Expo there. Uh, real great time. Uh, they recently uh, reopened Anime Expo to have it be an in-person thing again this year. And man, oh man, some of the pictures that come out of uh, this year's Anime Expo are pretty sweat-inducing in terms of just how packed in people are there. Uh, I can't imagine what some of the COVID numbers are going to be coming out of that thing. So, yeah, I kind of echo what you're saying, where I do hope that they really kind of work the overall ebb and flow of people coming in out of, and out of this convention center because i definitely have no interest in going to such an event in the future if it is just you know wait in line eight hours to play a mario demo that you already saw demoed at nintendo's e3 presentation eight hours prior i think this is this is uh, a good step for me because i feel like this is esa announcing we don't know what the kids want we don't know how to do that ourselves anymore. We thought it was inviting streamers and having much more of like a, you know, TikTok personality there uh, when they were planning their 2021 that never came to be. 
And a lot of people were like, no, we don't want that. That's not what we want E3 to be. So I feel like this is them just saying, let's hire someone who does know what the kids want, who knows what plants crave. Uh, and it's electrolytes. And they're, yeah, electrolytes, <laughs> they're, bringing, yeah. in, they're bringing in Reed Pop, um, who's like, listen, you already do shit really well. We are here as like an established brand and a presence. And so people respect that brand, although less so over the last few years. But uh, I think this is, it makes me optimistic, which is when I see things, optometrist, optics, when I see things mm-hmm. for the metrics system. Kilometers. All that good stuff. All of that. That's that's how I see this all. So I'm I'm excited. I've never been to. I don't think I've ever been to a convention. Period. Um, really? Yeah. You never? I did have tickets to E3 on the one that got canceled due to COVID in 2019, no. 2020. So that was going to be that my first. That is so one, weird. But... You've never been to a convention, but you almost had the chance to go to the convention of conventions, yeah. and you didn't get it. Yeah. Rip. Rough times. That's it for the, what do you call it? Quest log. All the stories. That's all the stories today. I wonder if we have anything left. A game on game show. The game on our game show. We play a game (laughs) called Game On. The game show on our game show. Game, 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 game. Oh, what a great, great opportunity we have here with a third person on the show. Um, In case you all missed the beginning of the episode. Hey, this is Alex Cozina. You know him from, here's some fun facts. Sorry, we're going to pause Game on Game Show for a second and uh, informally oh. welcome Alex. Hey, Alex, what's up? Hey, How are I was you? actually, uh, I, I was going to wonder when on this show we would announce that I was a new uh, regular guest host, but we uh, I guess a month or two. Then. Yeah, <laughs> better late than never. Um. So yeah, Alex was, when we announced on, what is the name of that kind of funny games daily? Several years in 2019, Alex was yeah. our first guest that we had on, along with Trevor, uh, from that call. Alex was also on our very first barf episode, and Alex has been on a ton of times from then to now. So it feels only fitting that he is joining us as a series regular. So you'll see a lot more of him going forward. Very excited to have you on board. Welcome, Alex. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. It is a delight to be here. Now, let's go ahead and let's start the podcast. I see that you wanted to talk about some of the best (laughs) games of 2022 so far. No, zero interest in that topic. What I do have an interest in is GameStop Blackjack. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So this is a game we've played before with two people, but it's not as smooth unless you have a third person like looking at the prices of things while you all chat. So I'm so glad that we have a third person here now so we can play some cool three-player games. I will be the dealer in this game, meaning I'm just going to be looking up prices of shit. But here's how GameStop Blackjack works. You are both picking three games that you're going to trade into GameStop. I will look up the current values of those games, and your goal is to get as close to $21 without going over. Whichever one of you gets closest without going over wins. And it's in-store credit with a pro membership? In-store credit with pro membership, yes. Gotcha. So we're not doing cash. Um, so here, here's how it will work. We're going to go actually one at a time, one game at a time. Uh, mm-hmm. So you'll both choose your first game. I will look up the prices secretly behind the scenes. You'll both choose your second game. I will look up the prices. And then I will let you know what you're currently at. And you can use that as strategy to pick your third game. Gotcha. We'll All do right. uh, probably best 
Uh, best two out of three, unless this takes forever, in which case we might only do one round. Gotcha. So, we're going to start, since Cozy is our new regular guest. Cozy, what would you like your first game to trade in to GameStop to be? I'm going to go with uh, Uncharted 2 for the PlayStation 3. Uncharted 2 for PlayStation 3? Why did you choose that one in particular? I, I see that particular skew of Uncharted 2 pretty often whenever I stroll into a GameStop that still has PlayStation 3 games. It's often pretty heavily discounted. I can't imagine that it will fetch all that much money if you kind of trade it in nowadays. So I, I, I'm I have bad very news. kind of... Uh-oh. Uncharted 2 receives zero credit at GameStop right now. That's the only time where I'm going to interrupt you and tell you, hey, pick a different game, is if it's like literally not even accepted at GameStop for credit. Okay. Thing is, is I was really concerned about making sure that I didn't choose a game that would like just go completely like way over budget. Uh, yeah. But it seems like yeah. I was a little bit overly cautious there. Okay. You know what? Uh, let's keep in the theming of this. Let's go with uh, the Uncharted, the original Uncharted collection for the PlayStation 4, the one that was just Uncharted 1 through 3. Got it. I forget that what it's acceptable. called, but you, you know what I'm talking about. It is the Uncharted Nathan Drake collection for PlayStation 4. That's it. Great. And this I, is I, American I, dollars, by the way, Alex. This, yes, so sorry. This is all American value at American GameStops. It, it's fine. I, I've been to enough American GameStops that I feel like I can, I, I can suss it out, no problem. All right. Adam, what is your first game? NBA 2K21 for the PS4. NBA 2K21. Now, why 21? Because it's last year's game. Okay. So it'll be considerably less than the newer game. All right. And why'd you pick a PS4? Uh, just because it's a very common console. I'm trying to get this around 2 to $4 is what I'm trying to keep it around. Okay. Interesting. Interesting strategy. All right. So uh, second game. Alex, what is your second game? <sighs> Fuck. Uh, oh, I got one. Uh, Marvel's Avengers uh, for PlayStation 4. Ooh. This is the Crystal Dynamics game. <laughs> Let's see if I this gets anything it. at all. <laughs> Uh-oh. Is that... Are, are you just saying that facetiously, um, or is that uh, real? Yes, facetiously, yes. Okay. Um, which platform? That's important. Uh, PlayStation 4. PlayStation 4, okay. Interesting choice. What's your strategy there? Uh, it's a games as a service game that, you know, still is sort of limping along. It's not completely dead, but it might as well be, you know, it had its fans, but it just didn't really kind of take off in the way that other more successful games as a service games like Destiny did. And so I feel like you're not going to get a pretty penny if you turn it in. Yeah. All right. Interesting. Adam, what's your second game? Assassin's Creed Odyssey for Xbox. Ooh. Assassin's Creed Odyssey. And you could have gone with Origins. You could have gone with Odyssey. You could have gone Game of the Year Edition or like Gold Edition, whatever. They, why Why just Odyssey? Um, again, I'm trying to get... If I can keep every game under five bucks, it'll be pretty decent. You know, and, Sorry, strategy. remind me of which platform you said specifically? Xbox. I think because, you know, it's like it was cross-gen and Xbox right. has free upgrades. So it's probably Xbox One. And then they put something else on the box. Yeah, so they they, yeah, they only have Xbox One listings. Just X yeah, 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 that's what I said. Okay, cool. Good to know. All right, at this point, 
You both have one game left to choose, but I want to let you know where you stand so you can choose wisely. Cozy, you've chosen Uncharted Collection and Marvel's Avengers PS4. Uncharted Collection fetched $11 trade-in credit. Ooh. Marvel's Avengers PS4 got $3.30. Leaving you right now at $14.30. So you've got a, a, a good amount of cash there already. you got to pick wisely to make sure you don't go over. Adam. Mm-hmm. NBA 2K21, $2.20, right in your $2 to $4 range. All right. Assassin's Creed Odyssey for Xbox One, also $2.20, leaving you at $4.40 right now. So you've got quite a lot of ground to make up. Alex or could I play stay under and he goes over. And then that, I win. If that's your play, Alex could also just pick something really, really small. That's true. And then who knows? So, we'll uh, see. With that knowledge, Cozy, what is your final game to trade in at GameStop? I'm going to go for Broke. This game might prove my downfall and might edge me a little bit over 25, but I'm going to go for it. I'm going to go with 21. Remember, 21 is is the the goal. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. I don't know. For whatever reason, in my head, 25 sounded more correct, but yeah, sure. Why not? Uh, I'm going to go with Ratchet and Clank 2016. Okay. Ooh, 2016. The mm. uh, the remake for PlayStation, PlayStation 4. PlayStation 4, yes. All right. Ratchet and Clank 2016 is an option. Perfect. All right, Adam, what is your final game? Far Cry 6. Far Cry PS. 6. Is there a PS5 version? Yes. Let's find out. I, there should be. Yeah, I remember there was a... Because I... I don't remember how I got it, there but I is got an option the for PlayStation PS5, 5 yes. version. Yeah. Give me a PS5 copy of Far Cry 6. All right. So, here's where we land. Cozy. Ratchet and Clank gets you $3.30, bringing your total to $17.60. Oh, very good. Adam. You were at $4.40, mm-hmm. meaning you needed Far Cry 6 to get you $13.20. If you had chosen the PS4 version, mm. it would get you $8.80. Mm. But you chose the PS5 version. Which gets you four dollars and forty cents. Wow! Bringing Why? your final total to eight dollars and eighty cents. That makes zero sense. That makes <laughs> zero sense whatsoever. I don't understand that. I All am right. shocked that. Does anybody have like an actual legit explanation of why that is? No idea. All of the Xbox versions are four forty as well, but for some reason the PS4 My, version of it's all it about is inventory. Yeah, I guess so. Like, like it has to be that like fewer people are buying second-hand PlayStation 5 games in general just because there are fewer PlayStation 5 consoles in people's homes, I guess? Maybe. All right, I say let's play one more round. We'll make we'll make that a warm-up mm-hmm. round. All right, cool, cool. We won't take that win away from you, Cozy. You still, that's, you still won. Still very yeah, good all right. effort. All right. all right, we're going to start with Adam this time, though. So, Adam, new strategy. You've got shaking the rust off. What's your first game? XCOM 2. For the Xbox One. Stop autocorrecting to com. It's XCOM. 
Okay. XCOM, sorry, XCOM 2 for Xbox One? Yeah. Uh, XCOM 2 Collection? That's the only thing available. No, give me... No, yeah, give me Collection. Okay. I don't want base game. That'll be like three bucks. All right, good to know. Cozy, what is your first game? I'm going to go with Apex Legends Octane Edition. This is a copy of Apex Legends that you can buy in your local mom and pop GameStop shop that basically comes with like some skins for the character Octane and some extra like in-game currency or whatever. I don't okay. know if they'll let you sell it back. That is correct. Yeah, there is the only Apex Ooh. Legends related thing is a pro controller for Nintendo Switch. Hmm. See, I was thinking, yeah, I guess it makes sense. Yeah, all right. Fair enough. Fair enough. Uh, let's go with, um, Kingdom Hearts, uh, final, the Kingdom Hearts final mix collection. All right. Kingdom Hearts final mix. Uh, is it possible it's called something else? Final chapter, final chapter prologue is what's coming up. Yeah. I'm just going to type in Kingdom Hearts and see what pops up then. See, it gets a little bit confusing. I know Kingdom Hearts confusing. Who'd be <laughs> surprised Who by this? <laughs> um, so on PlayStation 3, there was Kingdom Hearts 1.5 HD Remix, which was like Kingdom Hearts 1 and some of the spinoffs. Then you had yeah. Kingdom Hearts 2.5 HD Remix. And then on PlayStation 4, they bundled a bunch of them together okay. as yes. a collection that was separate from Final Chapter Prologue, which I believe Final Chapter Prologue was... Is it like 2.8 or some it, shit like exactly. that? Exactly. That's, that's 2.8, which is... A fragmentary passage, the 3DS game, and something else that I forget off the okay. top of my head. So there are two options here that I'm confused which one you might want. There's Kingdom Hearts 1.5 plus 2.5 remix for remix for PlayStation 4. And there's Kingdom That's Hearts HD 2.8 Final Chapter Prologue. Yeah, I, I wanted 1.5 plus 2.5. Okay. I've forgotten about the 2.8. <laughs> hate everything about the naming <laughs> no, of that franchise. Yeah. <laughs> Awful. <laughs> Okay, got it. All right, Adam, what is your second game? Madden 2023 for Xbox. 2023? Mm, yes, that should be the newest one. Madden 23. Is that out yet? 23 comes out in August, yes, right? because it was for... No, that'll be 24. No, wait a minute. No, you're right, 22. You're right. Madden 22 for Xbox Series X. Madden 22 for Xbox Series X. Got it. Okay. Perfect. You 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 like those sports games? What's the strategy with sports? I just know that they don't get any. They don't get. Uh, any. I used to work GameStop. They don't get shit. Got it. <laughs> I know this. <laughs> All right, cozy. What's your second game? I feel like I've not thrown enough bones to the Xbox ecosystem, so I'm going to go with Outriders for Xbox. Ooh. Okay. Outriders for Xbox. Got it. Uh, we're going to do the Xbox One version because the Series X version gets you nothing. <laughs> Whoa. It's so weird. Yeah, it's weird. All right. So at this point, Adam, mm -hmm. you have XCOM 2 Collection yep. getting you $5.50. Okay. Madden 22... I think scored a little bit higher than you might be thinking with $6.60. Okay. A bit like $11. Mm-hmm. 
So you've got $12.10 as your total going into round three. Okay. Cool. Cozy. Kingdom Hearts 1.5 plus 2.5 Remix for PS4. Got $3.30. Outriders for Xbox One got you $4.40, totaling $7.70. You've got to make a pretty big jump to overtake Adam in the final round. Okay. Armed with that knowledge, Adam, what is your final game? This was going to be my game, literally no matter what my total was. Metal Wolf Chaos XD. <laughs> uh, I think it's only on PS4 physical, but check for me and tell me what versions are it physical. It is only PS4 physical. PS4 version of Metal Wolf Chaos XD, baby. All right. That is our barf game for the month as well, if anyone's playing Ooh. along at home. All right, Cozy, what is your final game? Well, if you chose a barf game, I'm going to choose a barf game. I'm going to go with Life is Strange True Colors, uh, specifically the, let's go with the PlayStation 5 version. Um, We might uh -oh. not have a match. Is it another $0 <laughs> situation again? Actually, I actually don't know if they have a physical version of that out yet. I think it's a TBD kind of thing. Really? I the, there the version, version of the, the version of Life is Strange True Colors I have is the physical PS5 version, so Oh. There is no trade in for Life is Strange True Colors across anything, but there is Life is really? Strange 2 or Before the Storm. Those are the only two that mm. offer credit. Mm. I feel like those would be too low though because I don't feel like if there's like enough enough cachet surrounding those. All right. Uh let's go with Kingdom Hearts 3. On which platform? PlayStation 4. I don't think Kingdom there's Hearts a PlayStation 3. 5 version yet. That is correct. All right. Kingdom Hearts 3 for PlayStation 4. <laughs> <laughs> Why do I get laughing? I mean, it's like three bucks or something. Adam, Metal Wolf uh -huh. Chaos XD for PlayStation 4 gets us $2.20, bringing your total to $14.30. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Cozy. Oh no. <laughs> before before round three, you were at seven dollars and seventy cents. Kingdom oh, Hearts gosh. three gets you a whopping one dollar and ten cents. <laughs> Jesus. Bringing your total I, I mean, to eight dollars and eighty cents. I, I was concerned for a second that you were gonna feel that it would get me like negative dollars somehow. <laughs> <laughs> that the, the chaotic nature of that series somehow had screwed me over in that way, but Whatever, I'll take That's... it. I gotta say, y'all are really not getting a lot of money back on your games when you trade them no. in nowadays. Oh, GameStop's Dude. always been a scam. Always been a scam. Yeah. Awful. Woof. That's so wild that, like, the PS3 version of Kingdom Hearts HD 2.5 Remix is double the price of Kingdom Hearts 3. Because they have, they have fewer copies in inventory, so they're just willing to pay for it. That's all it is. That's so stupid. That was uh, GameStop Blackjack, and that's it for Game on Game Show, and that is it for this episode of Respawn Aim Fire. Thank you, everyone, for listening. Thank you, Alex, for coming on board as our new regular guest. Um, everyone listening has homework, as usual. Go to patreon.com slash respawnaimfire, where you can become a patron for $1 and get access to some cool stuff, like the ability to vote on what we play through our barf games which is backlog accomplishment with respawn and friends this month for the month of july you all voted on metal wolf chaos xd which is a game with mechy mechs and you go shooty shoot with big old explosions so we're playing that right now uh 
if you would like to be on the show and talk about Metal Wolf Chaos XD, come on over. The water's fine. Um, or if you would just like to send us your thoughts and have us talk about it on the show, dope. Do that too. Email us, respawnandfire at gmail.com. Or just do it in a DM on Twitter too. That's easy too. Do whatever you want to do. It's your life. Uh, um, while you're there, you can also get dope wallpapers, including uh, what I've now decided is the upcoming Dale Earnhardt-themed wallpaper as well. Um, and we get senior and junior in one wallpaper. I tell you what, we'll get. We'll, maybe we'll do a light mode and a dark mode. And light mode will be yeah. senior since he's dead and in heaven, and dark mode will be junior since he's down here with all the rest of us. Yeah, tearing up the pavement. Yeah, yeah, makes yeah, sense. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> um. Uh, I think that's it. That's all the announcements we got, right? Anything else you want to say, Adam or Alex? I'm good, fam. I'm happy to be here. Once again, I'm very gracious that you guys invited me in with open arms, and I hope that this won't come back to bite me in the ass. Oh, it will. <laughs> oh, dear. <laughs> and oh, dear. here's our usual sign-off. And now I come to you to bite your ass. <clears throat>